Hi, this is Jim Lovato. I'm president and founder of a company called The Performance Group. Our business is helping the leadership of growth-oriented companies realize their potential. We do this by working with their sales force and helping those individuals discover and develop their unique abilities and to align those abilities with their opportunities. That's why we're known as a sales force development company. On our program is Hank Stringer. He is the founder and CEO of Stringer Executive Search. And Hank was on our program, I think, last October. So, Hank, welcome back to the program. Jim, it's good to be with you today. Hank, you've been in this business for some time. You've experienced several slowdowns. What's different about this one versus the previous ones? Well, it, it, you know, it's really interesting. Um, you know, the first one I went through was when I first came out of college in 1979. And that was an interesting time. A lot of parallels uh, to what we're experiencing today, high unemployment, um, at that time, high on in, in inflation, gas problems, and, and, and even some difficulties in the Mideast. What was different about that time is that uh, the majority of us were very young, uh, growing older, and our purchasing power was about to be unleashed into the marketplace. Um, a little different today. Uh, Jim, guys like uh, you and I about our age, um, are not quite as prepared to unleash our, our unleash our purchasing power going forward, and so there's there's not as as many, and and so that it, it just makes for a a different landscape, not worse, not better, just different uh, in terms of how we're going to move forward. You know, it's it's interesting too. You would think with high level unemployment there would be some very qualified people displaced, but are you finding that you actually have better access to qualified candidates, or is the candidate pool still kind of tight up there? I, you know, it's there is access to great talent, and, and, and access to the great talent requires a very compelling message about an opportunity in order to get them involved in a process to consider and then uh, accept an opportunity. What we experience in today's market, however, is with unemployment pretty high, uh, there is a perception in the market from the company standpoint that there's a lot of qualified talent available. When in reality, what those companies are getting right now is a very clogged pipe of all types of talent qualified and unqualified coming into their organization, making it difficult for them to understand who they need to hire, when they need to hire, because most companies, Jim, have, have, have really cut back some of their internal resources to deal with that talent base. So that's from the company side. Because of that, on the talent side, um, it, it can make it extremely difficult to network in and find those opportunities and when they are found and available, actually getting your information in front of the company. So it's a difficult time. And it sounds like it's difficult on, on both sides of that equation. It, it, it is difficult on both sides of the equation, although the perception may be on the company side um, that talent is, is highly available. Um, We've referred to that in the past as an arrogance of supply. Um, and, and so we, we see both sides of that uh, equation. And you know what? In reality, as, as I wrote in my, my book, Talent Force, 
uh, with Rusty Roof, we say quality talent is always scarce. And, and that's just that's the way of the world, whether there is high unemployment or, un- or, or employment is very tight. Finding the right people to do a great job at the right time is not always easy to do. In the book you're referring to is Talent Force, a new manifesto for the human side of business. And since you've come up with that book, which has been several years ago, uh, what else have you seen change that maybe you thought was the premise when you wrote the book, and maybe it's changed or maybe shifted a little bit uh, since the book was written? Well, I mean, some of the things, uh, interestingly enough, were, were proven or are being proven out. Um, we certainly felt uh, when we wrote the book that there would be efficiencies in, in the market based on technology. So whether it be social networks or better job boards or just the ability to communicate, video interviewing, et cetera, um, that that would make it easier. What we didn't um, align with and really give any consideration to um, would be uh, dips, highs, lows in the market uh, because we took a very global perspective and as a result of taking a global perspective, we, we expected uh, more of a flat line in, in, in growth or a consistent line of growth, I should say. So that, that has changed the equation a bit uh, because, as I was describing a moment ago, all that technology now allows individuals and companies to really barrage each other with a great deal of information um, at the click of a button. And that can be good, and that can be kind of tough at times. Yeah. When um, you're working with your executives and trying to help them find talent, what's the one thing that you feel that they have a misperception about when they first engage with you? That recruiting is easy. And, and, and you know, you're a, you and I have had this discussion before. You're a, you're a sales pro and expert, um, you know, in, in, and understand the methodology of selling. And in recruitment... Uh, recruitment is a bi-directional consultative selling process because you have influencers and decision makers and buyers from a human element, both on the company side and the talent side. So educating the company about the, the difficulties in the process and the need to manage that process tightly and correctly, um, that, that's a point that we usually have to get across. But that's not new. I've always had to... Uh, educate some of my clients, and once I educate them, they understand, and, and, and they don't leave me. And what, what do you mean by manage it tightly and correctly? Set up a process where, um, you know, I'll be leaving here shortly to uh, meet with a, a company from Europe, and we'll be filling a, a high-level financial position, and I'll sit down with them, and we will open their calendars, and we will set a very specific timeline and process for sourcing, interviewing, um, feedback, moving to a specific date for result. And I might add, um, I will likely be very involved um, in overseeing that process. And that's a little unique um, in the market, but it's, it's the way I've always done my recruitment work, and um, my clients seem to appreciate the... Uh, the assistance and the success. And with that personal management, you're able to work through more than just finding the right talent. 
not only finding uh, the right quality talent, but uncovering and working through any challenges or obstacles that might get in the way. For instance, um, I've told this story many times, an executive for a technology company I had recruited and we were moving from the, attempting to move from the East Coast. The real decision maker at that dinner table uh, was the, the, the husband and wife making a decision about their daughter who was a, a sophomore basketball player in uh, North Carolina um, on a team that would likely win state that would give her a Division I scholarship likely. And uh, getting her into the company, had getting the, the executive into the company had nothing to do with the company, had everything to do with introducing the family to a local basketball coach, high school basketball coach. So uncovering that type of information and working a, a recruitment process through to the end, that's not something that executives are familiar with necessarily or accustomed to or have the time to manage. Hank, I have a couple of friends who are actively pursuing jobs right now. One of their frustrations is the fact that they're not getting response back from the companies they're applying to. It's like they call out into this black hole and there's no response back. What other issues are you seeing candidates face right now? Well, you're, you're, you're right on target. And, and if you'll note a moment ago when I was describing the environment, I said companies don't have the resources to deal with the amount of information coming at them, talent information coming at them. And, and, and it, you know, the company doesn't want to treat people that way, but they don't have any other way to treat people. So people are going to send their information in, and they're not going to hear anything. So what do I tell people? Uh, when they come to me and they say, I need to find work, um, I need to get into a company, I need an, how do I do it? Um, there, there's a couple of concepts I give them. Um, the first one I said, I, I, I talk about needing the dough. Um, if we're out of work, we need money, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about needing dough like bread. And, and what I tell people is go find a problem anywhere. Work it, utilizing your skills and resources, and help to solve the problem. Now, where could that problem arise? Um, anywhere in your community, anywhere at your church, anywhere at your schools. Volunteer. Go find uh, a problem to solve and work at it. Now, now, why is that a value? Another concept I, I tell people, I ask people to remember, and it's it's something I call radar. Uh, relationships established ahead of demand accelerate results. While you're working problems in your community, at your school, at your wherever. You're meeting and establishing relationships with other people who get to see you, learn about you, and know you. So in essence, you are networking by participating in activities of value. And, and what comes out of that and can come out of that are bank shots. Uh, someone thinking about you for an opportunity or someone suggesting someone else they've met that might be appropriate for what you may be able to do and add to. I, I think we have to sometimes go do those things today, and we can't just rely on the traditional methods of sending out a resume, hoping someone will review, 
contact is and hires. I, I, I think that it's a difficult time for that process. Yeah. And what's the what's the biggest mistake you see candidates making? Sitting back and and just waiting. You can't sit back and just wait. Yet you, you have to get um, involved. You know, really, the truth is, in a difficult time, we make a choice about our attitude and how we're going to approach it. A difficult time is a fantastic opportunity to test who we are, what we can do, and gives us an opportunity to accelerate our growth, our knowledge, our abilities. And really it's that growth against those challenges and obstacles that prepare us for a better place, doing a better job in the future. If we can look at things that way, really understand it, we should be joyful and accept and move forward to go to go work and improve ourselves during this time period. It's not an easy thing to do. But at the end of the day, I think it is the right way to perceive in, a, in, a, in an environment like we have today. Yeah. I heard a good quote the other day that said, uh, never let a crisis go to waste because it forces you to rethink you know, and re-examine everything you're doing. It it absolutely does, Jim. I'm gonna I'm gonna open. I'm gonna be transparent here for a moment. You and I are the same age, and I started working on straight commission in '79. Um, here, the last few months, um, I've not been able to. Uh, I've not felt comfortable relying on customers that I've done business with, and I want more customers. So I have been. Uh, hold on to your chair. Um, I've been making cold calls. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> believe it, believe, believe it or not. And um, it, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm good, but it was not easy getting started. It was a little bit scary, um, but I've got to admit that I love it. I look forward to coming into the office and doing that type of work. Um, I love being told no because I know it's closer to being told yes. It reminds me of my early days working on straight commission, and um, it invigorates me. So I know I must sound crazy to a lot of people, but, you know, that's that's where we are. So it is nothing but work. We just go to work. It reminds me of another quote I put together for a program I'm doing with a client whose industry is going through some turmoil right now, and the quote comes from Michael Jordan, who said, the fundamentals never change, just our attention to the fundamentals. Oh, I, that, that is a, 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 a great quote, and, and if, I, if I could share with you, um, I was at dinner last night um, with a very good friend of mine here in Austin, Texas, who is a successful entrepreneur in the technology space. He's done, he's had three deals that have all been big successes. Well, he's starting another business. has nothing to do with technology. He's doing it in the healthcare space. He knows nothing about healthcare a year ago, but he saw a problem and, and he wanted to go solve it. And so he has created a business model um, based on utilizing uh, nurse practitioners um, to make home visits 
to individuals and families on a monthly subscription basis has signed up with one of the uh, larger uh, insurance, healthcare insurance firms in the country and, is, and told me last night he's in here he's about to sign up two more, is just in Texas now, but by the end of the year will be expanded throughout the United States. No insurance filing, no insurance paperwork, et cetera. A very efficient model. So when we, when we look at the fundamentals, change the fundamentals, improve the fundamentals, this type of an environment forces, whether it's Henry Ford building um, cars on a manufacturing line to produce many, or it's my good friend Bob coming up with this model for nurse practitioners to do their work in a more efficient way. I think some of the greatest companies over the next 20 years will look back and will say they came out of 2009 through 2011. Absolutely. And let's talk about Hank Stringer, the entrepreneur, for a second. You've already mentioned on this program that you're doing more cold calling in attempts to grow your business. What else is Hank Stringer, the entrepreneur, focused on? Yeah, um, my, my what, what I see and what I'm speaking about and what I'm doing is creating business models that disrupt the traditional executive search process. And it's a long story. Um, I spoke on it in Las Vegas uh, a month and a half ago to a group of executive search professionals, and as a result, I've been asked to speak on the uh, on it two more times this year, coming up in the fall. I just believe that with the efficiencies of technology, we can do more work, more quality work, faster, more efficiently, and we can align new business models with that that disrupt the way we've done things in the past. And we will begin to move, based on technology, from kind of a tactical executive or talent search to more what I call proactive executive or talent relationships established ahead of demand. And uh, it, it means that as companies, we're always looking, as executive search professionals, we're always looking and based on where we're coming out through this environment, I believe that where talent has been willing to look all the time in the past, I think over the next uh, year to 10 years, Jim, talent will always be looking because of the memory that they will have that we're experiencing right now. That changes everything, and it's very, very exciting. Um, and... Uh, uh, my industry will be different um, 12 to 24 months from now than it has been over the last 50 years. That's interesting because, Hank, Bob Seelert, who released the book Start With the Answers and Other Wisdom for Aspiring Leaders, he is currently the chairman of Saatchi & Saatchi, one of the world's largest ad agencies and was CEO of numerous other companies in his 40-year career. And in his book, he has a whole chapter to the fact to stay in touch with recruiters. So here's a, you know, without question, one of the leading CEOs in the, in the country who says, proactively manage your own career, maintain relationship with executive recruiters, get good advice, go with your heart once you find the opportunity. So not only you're talking about reinventing from your side, but here's Bob who's coming out and saying, hey, as an executive, you need to proactively manage your own career and also don't sit back 
and just wait for things to happen. That is exactly right, and we're going to see some things emerge. Um, uh, technology platforms emerge that are not just uh, social networks and not just job boards, but something I'm working on to do what Bob discusses are, are very specific and very strict confidential talent networks so that individuals can be ahead of, aware of, and manage their career at all times. So it's, it, it's exactly right. The, the problems, the challenges, the obstacles, we find solutions and we just get better. So what's the uh, one thought you can leave our audience today in the times we're in and what they should be focused on? You know, I, I think they should be focused on, um, on, on graciousness. Graciousness is something that I've talked about and written about a lot over the years. Um, it's just I, I think people have an opportunity to consider the way they live with their neighbors, to consider their, the way they live and, and work with their families, and to consider the ways that they live and work. And, and grace is a calming and wonderful way to do it. I certainly have places I go, like, like the good book, um, for reference and foundation to do those things. But I believe that because of some of our struggles, which will go away and we'll be fine. Everything will be great. But this is an opportunity for us to really get grounded um, in, in some of those values and principles that really have made this country great um, over our history. And, 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 and I would ask people to be open and to think about and to involve themselves in activities that lead to that. So maybe a little, maybe a little high in there, Jim, and, and not specific from a tactical standpoint, but something to consider. Well, and I also believe uh, very good advice because it seems like, you know, the pendulum always swings, and maybe it swung too far to the right or left before, and it sure like, it seems like it swung almost completely the other way, and you're waiting for it to come back to some center of balance. But that, that pendulum swing is not necessarily the economy or the government coming back in balance as much as people coming back in balance. At the end of the day, no matter what our government does, and we're questioning a lot of what they're doing right now, but it's, it's, it's us, and we're responsible, and we're accountable, and we have a voice, and we just need to take control and state uh, what is correct for our society and our culture and work to accomplish those things in a gracious and graceful manner. Good advice. Hank, uh, thanks for being on the program, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. This or other BizTalk podcast may be downloaded by visiting our website at www.biztalkradioshow.com, or you can subscribe to BizTalk through iTunes. If you want to learn the strategies how to take your sales force to the next level, You can contact the Performance Group at 800-550-9509 or visit us on the web at www.pmgllc.net.